Yo, people out there. I don't know if there's anyone out there. I just thought, because what? Uh, I'm just stuck in a hotel right now. We got nothing to do. We're uh, testing coming this week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we're stuck in a hotel room. So I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to press play uh, or record live on YouTube. And I just thought I'd chat a load of rubbish. Not really say anything really that's got any importance to me at the minute, but I just wanted to say hello to everybody. Um, what's been going on? Well, we've been testing. We've been going around Europe in isolation. We've been uh, we've been uh, working out a lot, and I tell you what, I haven't worked out in the gym since August um, last year because obviously, hello XRL. Asda, nice one. Um, yeah, so I broke my ankle, obviously, back in August. Haven't been to the gym since then. Oh, my goodness. Went to the gym two days ago. Of course, I started on bench. Bench, because I'm a bit of a nut when it comes to bench press. Um, and did chest and back. And then the next day, we did legs. And then today, we did shoulders. And with Ollie Beerman, Beerman we did um, uh, one of his AWP performance live uh, well, it wasn't quite live, actually. Fitness things. So we've just been keeping busy. Uh, a bit of sim work. So I just thought, yeah, well, I'm stuck in hotel room. I thought I'd chat to my beautiful people on this channel um, and just talk about stuff. <laughs> so if you've got any questions, let me know. If you want me to answer anything, I'm here for a while. Uh, tomorrow as well, actually. So, yeah, just fire your questions in. But what's been on my mind lately? I would say we've done quite a few sessions with people and something that keeps coming up lately is straight up confidence. And just so you know, everyone, I'm, uh, I'm writing another book. It took me six days. I released that, um, the last book, The Warrior's Mind, and then within six days, there I was when I said I won't do another book and I just said, you know what, I'm going to write another one because there was one I started ages ago called Fix My Confidence and that's what we're doing now. So I'm writing that. So actually confidence has been on my mind. Somebody just said or asked, is Formula 4 faster than Formula Ford? Of course it bloody is. It's a Formula 4. It's, uh, I don't know how much faster. Um, we're probably talking 10 seconds quicker on a sort, sort of lap. How's, you know, questions coming in already. How's the best to deal with mental impact of a crash? Now, if you've had a crash, what does that mean? When you've had a crash... It means you're pushing the limits. It could mean that your mechanic didn't do the wheel up right. So you've got to go back and make sure you sack the mechanic or uh, give them a slap and make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, but if you, are, if you want to be fast, if you want to be the best driver, you've got to crash. You've got to make mistakes because guess what? You're on the edge. You're pushing it. And it just takes a gust of wind. When you're on the limit, it just takes a gust of wind to come along at the wrong time. And it pushes you off. That's just the way it is. As a race driver, the mechanic didn't get slack in a throttle. Yeah, any crash, mate. It's it's like it's like saying how what can I do when I'm an actor and I forget my lines. Um, it's it's just one of these things that we go through. It's it is. It's like a boxer asking what happens when you get hit. Do you know what you do? You get back on the horse. You know that it's going to happen. Non-negotiable, I'm going to have shunts. It's going to cost money. It's just the way it is. So when you do have one, it's fix the car. If it's a driving error, make sure you don't do it again. If it's a mechanical error, make sure that doesn't happen again. But once you've done that, 
You know, you've sorted out the driving of that corner. You move on next. And that's something that race drivers are good at. They're good at facing stuff that most people would freak out about, but then still carrying on because you've got no choice. If you want to be the best, and it's like Schumacher would have an almighty shunt on a Friday. Valentino Rossi, another one. On Friday, practice, completely barrel roll and off he goes. But then they get back on. And it, actually, I did some MotoGP coaching, uh, Moto3, and I noticed that they are warriors. Oh my goodness, compared to most race drivers, they'd crash, turn one, Valencia, which is pretty much flat out in the car, but not in a bike, and they'd get up dust themselves off, run back or catch a scooter back to the pit lane, jump on another bike, and then try and take it a bit quicker next time. This is the kind of mindset you need, everybody, if you want to be a top driver. Crashing is something that's, you know, when, even when you stop. I remember having a big shunt once, and when the car came to a rest, it was the last lap of the last race. I've already won the championship. Didn't need to make the move, but I did anyway. Shunted, landed, and all I said was, that was so cool. I've actually had a big shunt at last. And this wasn't me just, you know, blasé about it. It was like um, I knew that's the way to react to it. I preempted it because if I'd attached a load of drama to it, how does it make me feel? Oh, what am I going to do with the car? I would have been a bit nervous going back out in the car again. So, yeah, long-winded answer just to say, just get back on the horse. You've got to have shunts, I'm afraid. Right, any more questions? Is it better to set yourself up in quality mode and testing? Absolutely. Um, I think you've heard me say this recently on the last video, maybe, that free practice is your quali. So when you're at home on the sim and when you're at home preparing, that's your free practice. So you go out, unless you've got something specific to try, like you, you need to get more consistent at long runs in free practice, you set your mind up in practice and in testing for I need to execute on demand. A lot of people can get within a second of the fastest time, right? If they just pound it around all day, every day for two days running, you notice at a two day test, the end of the first day, the top 10s probably split by, I don't know, about 1.2 seconds, right? It depends on a lot of things, obviously, circuit length and championship. But then you find out the next day, the last day, the second day, the end of, the top 10 are just split by about six or seven tenths because people get quicker and quicker and quicker. They, they refine. P1 hit their ceiling quite quick, quite early. Everybody else just keeps learning and catching up, which is great. Most people can do that. But you need to do it on demand. You need to say, right, I'm putting some new tires on. I've got four laps to do the time, depending on the tire. If it's Pirelli, you've got one lap. It's coming in by the time the warm-up lap's already um, up. But you've got a certain amount of time to execute. And you practice that in qualifying. Now, this takes money. It takes a lot of money because it means you throw in sets of tyres at the car, new ones to, to practice. But if you can't, you just say, right, I know this tyre is certain amount of miles or kilometres. I've got to go out, do my best time, park it. So you've got to be like a switch as a driver. It's out, perform, park it. And that does take a certain mindset and you train that in, in testing. You really do. In fact, we do that more often than long runs in most championships. You go out, you bang in six laps say depends on the run and then you probably do just two actual long runs throughout 
even in F2 the other weekend when we were testing the other week, that's what we did. It was probably only two race runs, all the rest were performance runs and the driver had to be on it. Right, any more questions, people? You lovely people. Kian Donaldson, how you doing, my friend? Any chance of the e-racing series coming back early? Mate, I'm in a, I'm, look where I am right now. There's my bed and that's my fridge. No simulator in sight. <laughs> so I think it looks like I've got something stupid like um, 31 race weekends in a row. Th I don't know how I'm going to deal with it because you're supposed to isolate. 31 race weekends in a row. So I haven't got much time for eSports. You never know. The whole world might go into a lockdown and we'll do isolation May or April again, buddy. Um, but I do look forward to getting back on the sim with you again, Keon, because... We always seem to be at the same part of the grid every time. Although you do beat me more like, more times than I beat you. So I don't know if I look forward to that. But good to see you, mate. Is boxing training good for race? Yeah, absolutely. Or should work be? Right. There's the sports-specific stuff, obviously. If you race an IndyCar, I don't know if you saw Grosjean recently. He's gone from an F1 to IndyCar. And he's just, his eyes have opened like, oh, my God. I haven't got enough muscle in my arm, enough strength in my arm. Muscle endurance is big for a race driver. So he's now working out his arms like crazy. F1's all about neck and cardio. That's all you need. Because in bloody F1, you've got power steering. They've got the lovely life. But you go to IndyCar where you've got these bouncy circuits and this heavy car, big slicks, no um, power steering. Then it's a whole new story. So you've got to work out different things. So find out the specific things for your cart or your car, what you need. Some, some with uh, manual shifters, you need... A good forearm but it's not just muscle mass it's can i do certain lots of reps should we say so it's muscle endurance so 20 so you get like a barbell if it, this is just example a barbell of working your forearms and you put it over the edge like that and you've got both arms like this and you're obviously doing that so you're doing curls so it's working the top and you probably do 20 of them then you flip it immediately and do curls this way and it's that kind of long, many reps that do that you do for muscle endurance. And also grabbing a plate, not what you eat off. The plate that you put on a barbell and um, doing that. And now you can use resistance bands. Now, resistance bands, I'm looking for mine. I carry these everywhere. These are pretty much replaced the gym for me. Because obviously, as I said, when I opened this video, I haven't been to the gym since August last year. Because of my ankle and lockdown. But these ones, this is AW Performance told me to get some of these Fit Beasts. If you see that, uh, game changer, honestly. You can do nearly a whole body muscle workout with these bad boys. But I've only brought two with me, and they're these bands. So that's the thinner one, then the fatter one. And actually, the biggest one is really hard. But these, the purple and this one's good. But they're only like 35 quid. And you get a door anchor, so you can put it in the door, and then you wrap it around there. These allow you, because for years I've been looking for a way of training in the hotel rooms, because I'm, I'm in them more time than I'm at home. They work, and you can do any exercise of the resistance. Go onto YouTube, look for workouts, all body, all body workouts using these, and you'll come up with like, uh, I think it's Tim Grage, is it? He's the one I follow, but there's loads. There's tons of them on there. So boxing training is really good, because it's core. Um, an actual physical boxing where you are in the ring is good because you take a smack in the face and you have to deal with it. So it's training this. It's how do you deal when you're, when you're in the corner and you've got no breath left, you're knackered, someone's hitting you 
And if you don't come up with an answer really quick, really soon, then there's another punch coming within a second, exactly like a race driver. That's why I wrote the warrior's mind, because it's the same thing. You've got to come up with an answer in a very dangerous situation. Right, listening along while editing a video. Thank you, Simon. Um, any more questions? There's loads, actually. I'll probably miss some of you. If my country there isn't Formula Ford, can you suggest an alternative? Formula Ford is super cheap. Um, it is a good start, but I would say it depends where you're from. England's got Janettas. America's got MX-5s. New Zealand and Australia have got Formula V. Just look around. Just look for any cheap motorsport. Go to a race school, say, I want to start racing. If you're not started already, what's the cheapest form of motorsport? Every single country's got their own. Even if it's banger racing, you just do it. Lawnmower racing. Anything you can to get in the car, really, or just that racing style. Karting if you need to. Right. I improved at the end of the day. Got the footage I needed. I can't see that being a question. Right. I want to talk to you about confidence, people. Because confidence seems to be something that's kicking everyone in the shorts right now. Don't know why. But most of my, not most of my clients, but most of the questions I get are confidence-based. Now, if you've like got to this planet, you won your chance to get here. You fought against the millions of other sperms to get here. You know this sentence. I've said it before. You've won. You won the chance to be here in the first place. And life has said to you, congratulations, little sperm. You're, you're now going to grow up. And whilst you're here, you might only be here a year or you might be here 99 years. You don't know. But you can go out and just do whatever you want in life. It's completely up to you. And that's pretty much what you're told. Then obviously your parents have got maybe some kind of self-confidence issues, self-belief, or they beat you down verbally. Or at school you got bullied, which we all have, you know. Well, most of us have been bullied and have really bad experiences. Maybe someone did something to you that knocked your confidence. Maybe you failed publicly. But you know what? These are just these are just the kind of experiences you go through as a human making your way through life. Nowadays, it's actually a bit easier. You can imagine the medieval days. If you're a poor woman growing up in the medieval days, what chance have you got of not having much happen to you as you're growing up? We're, we're soft now. The environment's soft. And the problem is we're creating or we're allowing ourselves to have soft minds. So if we don't quite feel confident about going something, going for something, we don't have to. We can hide. So I want you to be a bit more accountable for what you want to achieve in life. And it's like I need self-confidence in order to pick up the phone and call a race team. I need self-confidence to call up a sponsor. I need self-confidence to talk to that person at the bar. Not you do that any day. Any, now it's Tinder swiping left or right. But you still need confidence to go meet them. I need confidence just to speak up. I need confidence to talk when there's public speaking or in a, a kind of environment where there's 10 of you around a table. You cannot succeed without confidence, even if you have to fake it. And this is just because you all, listening to this, have got to put yourself in a sport where you've got to become self-made. So if you came up with an app and you're a good coder and you don't have to talk to anyone, you've got a business partner who can sell the app, you probably don't need confidence. I mean, Zuckerberg, people like that, they do suffer a little bit from lack of confidence. It's normal. But it's not about suffering from it. It's about having that lack of confidence, but still going for it. That's what courage is. 
You know that. Courage is a being, being scared, being fearful, but still acting. It's not a thing that you're either born with or you're not. It's something you're like, you get to a point where you're like, I've got to step up if I'm going to, if I'm going to succeed, if I'm going to make my way. It's when you hit, sorry, just add a, I've only got 20% of battery on my phone. Um, it's when you hit that threshold, that tipping point of, I've just got to be confident. I've got no choice. I've got to go and speak in front of people. And the quicker you get to that point, the better. You've got to create a mindset, obviously, that sees it and translates the world in a certain way that helps you become confident. For example, at school, I was so unconfident. When it came to reading, oh man, I hated it. You know, everybody's opened the book. One person reads and another person does. And I was just saying, please don't choose me. Please don't choose me. Because I couldn't read in public. And every time I had to go and stand up in the front of the class and talk, oh, it was terrible. Now I love it. So you've got to ask, what's happened? How did you do this? And it was just bit by bit, small victories of confidence. And then you feel more confident. And also you see everyone's the same. You don't really care about what people think or judgment anymore. Just these tiny wins in all these areas. And you're, you realize that I've got to get off my ass and do it. Like talking to girls. I hated talking to girls when I was like 14 years old. Couldn't do it. My mates could. It was horrible. And I just came up with a strategy. I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just start asking girls questions. That's it. Bombarded with questions. So I don't have to perform. I don't have to say a chat up line. It's just how you're doing. Uh, what you're doing here. How do you know so and so? And before you know it, the conversation starts going. And then by the time I was 18, honestly, it was a completely different story. But it's, it's, that, it's that like small wins again. It makes you confident. So I want you to do something, and I'm going to leave you with this. I want you to do something this week. Yes, we've only got one more day. This week where it pushes that side of it. It pushes that comfort zone. It's like, who could I talk to that I've been putting off? Even though it's Easter. Who could I contact? What could I do? Shall I actually say yes to that public speaking gig that I've been asked for that I just said no and made an excuse up for? And it's not true. I tell you what, the more times you do that and, and make it your... Your sort of mission for April, it's like, right, I am going to be more confident by the time April 30th has come. I just need to make sure I do things that push that a little bit more. So I have to be confident. And I promise you, if you just dedicate yourself to that each day or even once every two days, you do something that you normally wouldn't have done because you can be judged. You'll be a different person come April 30. Because the brain then starts to see it's not as bad as I thought. And even if you don't feel that much more confident on the inside, I promise you, if you do these things, you will be more confident and you'll get somebody say, you're a bit more confident now. So I want you to set you that, that little challenge for this week, this month. At least once every two days, do something that you wouldn't have normally done. Say yes more often. Talk to more people. Push yourself out there. Um, make more Instagram posts. Do a video like this, because this takes confidence, right? People are like, oh, I'm not sure, because people will think I'm a douche and they'll judge me. Just do one. You know, I'm at the gym. I'm training to become a race driver in 2022 to win the championship. Uh, watch this space. That's all you have to do. People won't judge, I promise you. And if they do, screw them. It doesn't matter. You don't need them kind of people. So, yeah, commit. Um, and let me know how you get on, because I'm writing this confidence book, Fix My Confidence, and I want to... And I'll put your story in or something. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in, a few people. Um, and uh, it's a bit of a random one. I might do another one tomorrow. 
Bye for now. Speak to you soon. Thank you, you beautiful people.